Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. And now, for fans of the 13-time NFL champion Green Bay Packers, this is Cheesehead TV Live. Cheetahs don't stretch and neither do we. I think you're an idiot, and I mean that with the most respect possible that I can give to an idiot. The Packers Hall of Fame quarterback, Jacob. Jacob. It's not as fun to say as equinemius. That is he a can... perfect example of a wrong opinion. Okay. Ring the bell. Welcome back to Cheesehead TV Live, show number two of the 2019 <laughs> season. I want to wish everybody, except for Katie, a very, very happy Sunday. Katie knows who she By is. By the way, Nagler's in the chat. He says, this is not me. So if anybody's wondering, no, there is no Aaron Nagler on the show. So Katie knows who yourself. she is, and she's not, uh, she's not part of my greeting. All right, so welcome back. Cheesehead TV Live. It's Jason and Jeremy. I'm Jason Perona, Cheesehead TV. This is Jeremy Vanderland. What Cheesehead is up? TV. What is up? It has been, it is Sunday, and it has been nothing short of interesting mm-hmm. since the preseason game two on Thursday and the chats and the Twitter conversation. And the game itself was boring, well, we're but not, everything else has been. It has been amazing. For those of you who have come visited. I don't know visited, about amazing, but well, it's been a thing. Amazing for us because we have something to talk about. Sure. So for those of you who have visited our Facebook page, thank you. Cheesehead TV Live Facebook page. You know what, uh, Jeremy, while, I'm, while we're at it, why don't we do the social media bit? Yeah, you I'll want to tell everybody where to Yeah, facebook.com backslash groups backslash Cheesehead TV Live. That is our group. You can jump in, join the conversation. Uh, it is uh, a growing group. There's a lot going on there. We had a nice, fun conversation about quarterbacks this week, so jump in there. Don't miss out. We're actually going to be doing a lot of giveaways there this year, so we gave away a uh, Nick Collins uh, 8x10 autograph. Uh, as the season gets closer here, we're going to post one that we have coming. It's a Blake Martinez eight by 10. If you want to, if you want to get in on that and win that eight by 10, you want that Blake Martinez autograph. Uh, you can win that in our Facebook group, facebook.com backslash groups backslash CHTV live. Awesome. That. Okay. So someone said, why the title? What's with the title? Is it over yet? The preseason. That's why. Right. Preseason game two was very tough and that's why the title. So folks out there, listen, we want the engagement. We want the questions. We have... Brace yourselves. A script. We're going to try to stick to it today. So try to keep your questions to what we're talking about. We are going to save some time at the end for a big Q&A session. So we right. might not get your question right away. We, get, we do get, because of Nagler and, his, and all the great and stuff Corey, that he's making. And Corey and, and Corey. But mostly because of Packers Daily, Extra Cheese. This generally, we, we, we get taken over by the chat. And I don't mind that. But oh, also, great. we have some things we, we want to hit on today. Some, some topics we've been thinking about and talking about. So, real quick, more social media. Twitter, you can follow us at Jason Perone, at CHTV Life. Do not follow me. I hate Twitter. Don't follow me. I don't want you to follow me on Twitter. Uh, but if you want to, it's at Jeremy RVDL. But I did cross that out, so don't do it. Don't. I do me. want you to follow me on Twitter, although I don't sit there and count followers, and I don't know when I gain or lose them. And so, uh, actually, as a matter of fact, would everybody who's not following me or who has me blocked, please um, raise your hand or send me something on the chat? No. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Okay, great. All right, so um, I'm wearing my Aaron Says Relax t-shirt because I think everybody just needs to kind of chill for Take a, a deep breath. Just kind of chill Take a little a bit. It's like breath. we're halfway through the preseason right now, and this Packers team looked like absolute garbage on Thursday garbage. night. Garbage. I'm not here to blow sunshine and rainbows up your you-know-what. I saw it. It was, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I poorly, and I'm going to own up to this right now, I feel like – my game balls, lame calls piece on Friday, recapping the game was actually one of my weaker ones because it was so hard for me to find dude really, really bad and, and find good outside of what I did. And I, so for example, I gave a lame call to Deshaun Kaiser because in my rationale was he looked bad. So did Tim Boyle, but Deshaun Kaiser's the de facto number two quarterback. Yeah. And he should have. He should be looking better by now. So I didn't give one to Boyle, but I gave one to Kaiser. And then when I went back and watched the game over again, or some of the mm-hmm. clips and stuff, I was like, "Man, I missed that completely." Jacob they brings up a great point one. about the game. Can we tackle anyone? No. Well, because it's not something they practice. All right. No, so, I don't know. I don't know if that's the reason the tackling was so bad. But no. no. Okay. So listen. So um, we're gonna we're gonna do this in order today. Welcome everybody. Thank you again for being with us. We're gonna try to be with you every single damn week. 
and we're going to be doing the pregame shows live That's from right. the watershed in Tempe, Arizona, every game day, whether it's a Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. And But uh, to start off the show today, some sad news that yeah. we woke up to this morning. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Uh, Cedric Benson passed away in a tragic motorcycle accident. He is a, he is a former Green Bay Packer. He spent 2012 with the team. Yeah. He was drafted in the first round by the Chicago Bears. Played for the Bears for many years. Was with the Bengals. Spent a year with the Packers. He was only thirty six. Like yeah. he's not. He's not much older than than me. Yeah. So that Very I mean young. that's 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 crazy. Very young. So rest in peace to Cedric Benson. Yep. And um, condolences to the family. Yeah. That's to the ter- family. Terrible stuff. Terrible. Yeah. Not something we want to. Not something we want to have Mm-mm. to report. But we thought it was worth mentioning because uh, Cedric Benson was part of the Packers family and. Uh, he actually, my biggest memory of, of him, because it was very brief, because he actually ended the season on injured reserve because of the yeah. Liz Frank injury, so he didn't play much. He was an instrumental part of winning that Thursday night game against the Bears, which for a Packers fan was the best, one of the best parts of that game, besides yeah. the Tom Crabtree yeah. fake field goal touchdown. Yeah, um, well, the thing is that was a very short-lived year for, for, for Cedric Benson. The Packers, Packers fans didn't really get a chance to see what he could do, but – it was in a time when Packers fans were dying for a running back. Like, I don't know if you remember, like, the hunger to have a high-quality running back at the time. And to finally get oh. Cedric Benson wait, in wait, town, I'm I was sorry. like, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. And it was for a very short moment. A very short glimpse of Cedric Benson was fantastic. Well, to have a high-powered running back or to have a high-powered name because they're not the same thing. You know what, though? Cedric Benson was great in the short time we saw him. He was He okay. was great. Well, he was better than what they no. had, and we're going to yeah. get to better than what Far they beyond. had later in this show when we talk about a different position. So, um Unfortunate news there. On the flip side. Happy news. Great news. Very happy news. So so some friends of the show had babies this week, and we want to acknowledge them and give yep. some big shout-outs and congratulations to their family. Bart Winkler. Yep, of uh, WSSP in Milwaukee. Fan- fantastic guy. Great show. Morning show. WSSP had his first baby. And Brian Fonfara having go. his very first child as well of Pack to the Future. Both those guys, congratulations to them. Good news, positive news in the, the Packers blogosphere. There are more Packers fans pouring into the world. Yeah. No, Good it's stuff. fantastic. And yeah. you and your beautiful wife have a baby due in next. Uh, o- we got like four, four weeks left. Early October. Like a month. Yeah. Like late September. No, September. Yeah. It's coming up. Like mid-September, I'll be having my second child. And my brother from another mother, Jacob Westendorf of Pulse of the Pack, who's listening to the show right now and has given me an absolutely wonderful compliment in the chat already. Yeah. Very on brand for Jacob and oh, his gonna, beautiful wife. Yeah, are, he, are expecting, he hates you, by the way. Oh, we had a total falling out. We don't even do pack a day together anymore. <laughs> and he and his beautiful wife are expecting their yeah, first baby babies. in the next couple of weeks. So yeah. uh, lots of going on. Lots of great stuff happening there. So congratulations. Cheers to them. Brian is actually one of our Cheesehead TV Live Facebook page writers. You'll That's actually right. see some of his. Uh, right. What day is he doing? You know, what day he goes I'm not sure what day it is. But if you want to say you congratulations to Brian, together. yeah, I suck. Jump into the Facebook page and say congratulations to Brian. All right. Okay. There's football to talk about. All right, Let's so today, talk about okay, it. Okay. So today, Jimmy Graham hurt his thumb at practice. He was seen running into the Don Hudson Center, did not return to practice. And there was a comment made on social media by one of the. Writers who was there covering the practice that it could be broken. I don't know how you figure that out by the way he's walking, but they're saying it could be broken. Graham had a broken thumb last year. It definitely hampered his ability to play. He didn't have anywhere near the season that he could have or should have. The Packers were bad all around. But the tight end position is one the Packers did not really – they drafted Jay Sternberg in the third round. So that's supposed to be a player that's going to play for Mm -hmm. you this season. But he wasn't their first overall pick. So they did address it, but I don't think Sternberger, from anything that I've seen so far, and he had the unfortunate, you know, near decapitation in the joint practice with the Texans a couple weeks ago, yep. hasn't done anything that's impressed me at all in preseason so far. So I don't know what he's well, going I to mean, be. Well, I mean, he hasn't practiced in, like, what, almost two weeks, a week right. and a half, whatever. Well, and, 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 you know, that, that all sucks, but the thing is, the reality is, here's the facts about tight ends. Rookie tight ends don't do squat. He's not going to make an impact on this offense. It doesn't matter if he was healthy and, and practicing all of camp. Don't expect anything from Sternberger this season. I think it's unfair to expect him to do anything. Oh, a, I think it's unfair. No, I, he's going to do stuff this season. What's, what's he going to do, Jason? Well, it may not be right away, but he's going to he's going to be a part. Oh, of the he's going to play. He's going to play, and he might even have some touchdowns. But what I'm saying is, this I guy, think Jay Sternberger is going to have the most yet. touchdowns of any tight end not, on this roster. Not yet. Not yet. He's not. He's not. Yes, Look, he is. Broken thumb or not, I'm sticking on. And this is more stubbornness than anything. Jay Sternberger more will st- have more touchdowns than any other tight end on this roster, and that includes anybody that they might sign or bring in. 
And I'm saying this right now, looking all of you dead in the eye. You know what, Jason? I own it. How much have you been drinking? Absolutely. I, Nothing. Jason's sober. I am drinking Jason. bye. Bye, bye, bye. And uh, it's got caffeine. There's no booze inside. There's no kombucha. There's vodka in there. He mixed some vodka in there. That's not, there's Jay some... Sternberger is going to play meaningful snaps, but he's going to have to play sooner than they necessarily meaningful, wanted him to. Meaningful, yes. Yes. Well, then how is he not going to make an impact? Because that's playing meaningful. There's, there's 11 meaningful. guys on the field at one time, Jason. They don't all make an impact on meaningful snaps. There's 11 guys that play meaningful snaps. Brandon Bostic played a meaningful snap against Seattle, and it turned out to be a trash bag. So I, just because he's on the field for the snap doesn't mean that he's going to have high-level impact. Just remember, that was Jeremy, not Jason. The, Jeremy Vanderlinden is the one that made that comment. Jeremy Vanderlinden hey. is the one that riled all of you up and decided to dance with the devil with that one I reference. Why? I, of all of the things <laughs> that you could have, he scored a touchdown. Because at some point in, in some his, game, right, he did a Lambo right. And that's what I'm that. saying. That's what I'm saying about Sternberger. He'll score a touchdown at some point, but I don't think that he's going to be an impactful guy in important moments in games this year. And I think it's okay to, well, be, that's a, to that, think that. Well, that's going to be a problem then because if Jimmy Graham is hurt and he can't start the season or even worse, we I have the answer and the, and the chat agrees. Say it with me, Robert Tanyan, Robert Tanyan. I think Robert Tanyan scores the most touchdowns in the, in the tight end group this year. Actually, no. Okay. I want to say that. I, I feel good about saying that. But because there was a bold prediction that Jimmy Graham would score 10 touchdowns. I think it was 10. Yeah. I'm being That's stubborn. popular number. I'm being stubborn. And I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to believe in Jimmy Graham until I don't believe in Jimmy Graham. I'm believing today. Ask me in, after week one, and I'll let you know. But for today, I'm believing. But Robert Tanyan can have an impact on this offense on key downs. He could play a key role in this offense and he can do it before Jay Sternberger. I hope, I hope they're, you're right then because if Graham is missing time or he's not starting the season, then they're obviously going to need a, a solution to that. There's been some talk about if they need to get a guy, Delaney Walker could be let go by the Tennessee Titans and he played under Matt LaFleur last year. There's a connection there. Walker's a veteran tight end. That could be a stopgap if the Packers decide to go that route. I don't know if they would. We're obviously speaking way ahead before we know anything that's that's going on. Everybody's expecting Aaron Rodgers to come back and be more of himself, which means he's going to throw these guys open. Jimmy Graham's going to improve organically because Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball. All of that's good and fine. I had a conversation with Tyler Grzegorek. I never. You tried. I, you I'm tried. Always inside you my tried. head with his name. Earlier on Twitter today, and we we kind of shared some some thoughts back and forth. I am apparently very much less concerned if Jimmy Graham does have to miss time than a lot of other people because tight end was is right now really just kind of four guys and none of them I, are super. I, I, I'm with you. I and, don't. I'm not convinced that this group, healthy or not, is a good group of tight ends. Like a, like a, this is the group of tight ends I want my team to go to war with. You know, like that's just not. I am not satisfied with the list of guys there because Jimmy Graham is old. He's very clearly much slower than he used to be. Uh, Mercedes Lewis. Have we seen Mercedes Lewis in the, in the preseason yet? Like are we they, didn't even see Mercedes Lewis in the regular season last year because well, there's a, there's a reason for that. And we all know it. That was not uh, like, okay, why sign a guy? If Mike guy McCarthy doesn't to, plan to use him or isn't going to use him. Like Mike uh, McCarthy I'll, I'll, did I'm not, not scheme. I'm not in the mood for drama, Jeremy. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's, thanks. That's thanks, why Mike. Mercedes Lewis so, wasn't used. So I'm not I'm not comfortable with this tight end group in the first place. I'm just not. And in that like I see the core like young pieces that can be good later, but it's not there today. And I don't think that it's fair to put a lot of weight on the group. Jimmy Graham being hurt sucks, but I don't know that it's something to be super concerned over because the drops. Okay, if you look at the chat, and I I don't know who's who in the chat, but I, the big, most common thread I'm seeing is can't catch the ball. The drops, and that's what everyone remembers. I remember that too. Look, if you're out there playing. You have to be effective. If you're going to say I'm good to go and I can play, even now you have a broken thumb, you still got to play well. Right, Brett, you Favre catch the ball. Brett Favre broke his thumb in 2003 and still quarterbacked this team to yeah. uh, uh, you know a, a near miraculous playoff run because he was like, I got to if I'm going to play, I got to be good. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, you're going to be yeah. out there and okay. play. You got to catch the ball, and especially if you're a pass catcher. It's, I'm just I'm just saying. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's there's a lot going on there at the tight end group that mostly is just mediocre. It is, and that's but that could be okay because if if there's such a, if it's a cornerstone and the offense is gonna you know be better, maybe we don't need burners out there. I'm just saying Jimmy Graham is hurt and he may miss time. So you decide, fans out there, whether or not you're panicking over it or you're not. I'm right. not. A lot of other people want to. Okay, well that's for fine. for an offense that likes to run two tight end sets, that sucks. 
Yeah, it does. This is an important group. But, and, yeah, but, it does. But, but you've good, got Jay Sternberger, and you can still put Lewis out there as your second guy and maybe throw the ball to Mercedes Lewis once and, in a while because he can catch. And you cannot forget Big Bomb Tanyan. You Bob Tanyan. Robert Tanyan. Actually, the thing about Tanyan, though, that I think is going to happen because, you know, I like to make predictions that drive everyone crazy. And, by the way, does anybody remember last year before the second Bears game, the prediction that I made? of how the game was going to end and what was going to happen near the end of the I game. I remember, and it was terrible. And Let's not talk about it. You suck. that is exactly what happened. You okay. suck. You suck. Robert Tanyan this season is going to absolutely amaze the pants off of all of us in moments. He is going to equally frustrate the pants right back on us. Hmm. So he can take off my pants and put them back they on? They will come right back That's on. Impressive. Don't get excited because they're coming back on at That's some impressive. point. And I don't know whether that is going to be impactful or a bigger positive or negative. That's just my take on, on Robert right, Tanya. Let's so, move on from tight right, ends. All right, We're not Jimmy, happy with the situation, but it is what it is for Jimmy now. Graham. Jimmy Graham. Okay, so back to preseason game two. You said you don't want to talk about it because it was a big steaming pile of garbage, but we have to talk about it. I do have one thing. That was the last meaningful football the Packers played. There's a few things, a few, a few pieces in there that I, that I was happy with. I thought Curtis Bolton played well. And very clearly, very clearly, this coaching staff has Bolton ahead of Summers. Very clearly, no question. Well, he it's is been now. that way in practice, and it was that way in the game. It's not just now because they played Summers a lot in, in week one, but throughout practices, even then and since then, it's been Bolton first. And then this week, who played first? Curtis Bolton. Curtis Bolton is going to be your tight end your, or your starting linebacker alongside Martinez. He'll be your base defense inside linebacker. Not a tight, I'm still stuck on tight ends. Ty Summers trying to tackle in this past game. I'm only talking about Thursday night's game, game against sure. the Ravens. Reminded me of um, Mr. Miyagi and Daniel Sun <laughs> trying to catch flies with chopsticks. <laughs> now, Daniel Sun did catch one eventually, but how many others did he miss? were missed? It was that is what Ty Summers trying to tackle looked like on Thursday. It was abysmal. Look, I, I we can't. You can't get too upset. I, no, yes, football. you can. No, it's no pre, yes, it you is can. preseason football. It's preseason football, and, and there, are, there are ebbs and flows to preseason. They're figuring things out. It, I would rather they figure out in week two of preseason that they're shitty at tackling than in week two of the regular season. This is the time. If you're going to realize that you suck at something, this is the time to do it. Great. Well, here's the problem with that, Jeremy. It's the you only play, time you can do it because in the offseason, you don't tackle anybody. You play like you practice, and that's how the Packers are going to look in week two and now. So what now? What next? It's not going to be cleaned up in week two. This is how this team plays. This is how this team decides ah, to play defense. Did you see the Ravens tackled? And maybe the approach to the game is different, and maybe the, these players are instructed, hey, take it easy. Don't go crazy. We're going to talk about Rashawn Gary. Don't worry. Those of you in the chat that are itching to talk about Rashawn Gary, we are going to talk about him. I don't know what the marching orders were in these games, but I guarantee you putting on tape that kind of tackling was not it. Is was not, not, was not the plan. Okay. I think that you're being unfair. And let me tell you why. Okay. I think Packers fans are being unfair. Here's why. When is the only time that we get to see a team on tackling, like whether or not they can actually tackle? And when's the only time coaches can see that their team can tackle or not? Because they're not practicing it, but they're not the only team. There are lots of teams in the NFL not practicing live tackle. In fact, these are, are there professional any? football Here's players that have been playing you football can, for at least 10, 15 years. But you have to play live football to correct the issues that are there, especially I'm a professional when you can't baseball see player, them. But I can't hit a baseball because hey. there's no live hitting in practice. I only get the four at-bats a game to work on hitting. Okay. You're a professional. Okay, look. Uh, tackling is the game. That's what you if do. If a professional baseball player didn't hit in practice, he would struggle to hit in a game. And they don't tackle in practice. So is that is that on the players? Why are some teams better at tackling than others then? Are they cheating and practicing more than no. they should, or are some teams better at it well, and, and okay. their coaching it's staff all emphasizes it more? Not every coach knows how to coach things well, right? Fair. And what if the coaching staff in Green Bay isn't as good at coaching tackling as, for example, the coaching staff in Baltimore, who for years has been a fantastic defensive team. They do tackle really well. That's consistent for them. It's a culture there. But I think more than that, some coaches have figured out the science of teaching tackling without having to actually tackle in practice, and some just haven't, and that's the problem. The Packers need to crack the code. They haven't cracked it yet. Yeah, it's real shitty. We've been waiting for good that's tackling for problem, years. That's the problem, though, is that tackling has been an issue with this team through how many coaching staffs now, how many defensive coordinators, how many different defensive coaches. Like, what is it in the air and the water in Green Bay that makes this such a challenge? Like, get guys on the ground. Just do it. I think the only answer, the only answer to consistent tackling in the NFL, there's one. There's only one answer. 
Practice tackling. Like, here's what needs to happen. In the next CBA, there needs to be some corrections made because the game has gotten very sloppy. There needs to be more practicing and more practicing with contact. I think they went too soft too quickly, and there's not enough shit being practiced that's important to the game of football, including tackling. It's important, and lots of teams are struggling with tackling. It's not just the Green Bay Packers. No, you're right. If you thought – by the way, those of you who have your kids with you. Sorry. We're off the rails. Yeah, sorry. Um. We'll try to we'll try to reel it in. I think we've used our allotment. You've used too many. Uh, you've S-words. used our allotment. I'm drinking a beer. I okay. have half just, a beer. I, I don't know. I I under I understand what you're saying, and I think you're. But are you seeing also the players are staying after practice to work on stuff now? They're obviously not getting enough practice time. This is somehow some way. I mean, as fans, we don't have to suffer through what the CBA brings. We only hope that it gets re- resolved quickly so that we don't lose, miss, miss any football. Right. But I think the practice time is going to end up being a bargaining chip one way or the other. Something needs to change in practice. And but I, then, I, but here's you've the thing. Be able, but you've got to be able to tackle. And, and look, I, so the thing is, is that, yes, these guys are at a different level. You go from college to the pros, and they're faster, they're quicker, stronger, whatever. Tackling is still the same. The idea is still the same. The guy right. with the ball needs to go but on the ground still before need to he crosses the goal it. line. It's a mentality yes. you need to live in. It's a mindset. I'm going to hit that guy. I'm going to cream this dude, and I'm going to take him to the ground. It's a mentality you live in. And if you're not living in it most of the year because you don't practice it, you're when it's time to get on the field and do it, you're a little more timid than you should be. You should be living in the mindset that you are a butt kicker, and you're going to get out there and kick some butt. Bill Marsh in the chat has it right. He said, can you hear Vince? What the hell is going on out there? <laughs> and I think we're going to say a lot of that this season because the tackling, I think it's going to be a problem all season long. I think we could see a redux of not in the same way. I hope it's not the 2011 defense all over again. But I see that ability to take the ball away. And I think there's going to be several games this season where they're, they might not necessarily play fundamentally very well, but they're going to get so many takeaways that the defense is going to come out as a, as a big sure. hero. And that's fine. I even said... I put a piece up on Cheesehead TV today that said the Packers haven't shown us anything encouraging yet because they still want we still need to see a crisp performance from them. They look good in the first game at home. They go on the road. They look like trash in Baltimore. This yeah. week's going to be weird because it's a Thursday night game in Canada on a surface that they don't play on that's not meant for It's NFL all going to feel a little weird. Yeah. And it's there's hardly anybody going to this game, and I don't know why they're playing it on a Thursday and not a Saturday, but that's not part of the script. We'll talk about that next week after we see what it was. Right. But – I don't know that we're going to get the traditional get, uh, dress rehearsal action that we typically do. Like week three is usually the dress rehearsal. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. This so, whole preseason is a little effed for the Packers because of Rodgers being hurt in this got, last game. And, you know, like key, there have been guys that have missed games that like the running back group is very important for this offense and they haven't played. You haven't had Aaron Jones play. Now Jamal Williams is back at practice. Yay, yippee, wahoo, whatever. Well, but they're not playing and they need those guys need to be on the field together with Aaron Rodgers. They need to be they need to play together. So this this whole preseason has been a little effed. Yes. And, and, I, and, and OK, so a couple of things. I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole because we have more to cover. I do want to hit some of this stuff in the chat. Uh, a couple of people saying Kevin Green is a big was a big part of their success when they could tackle. I don't disagree with that, but there was a short time when he was in town where that wasn't great anyways, but I think that had more to do with the overall defensive coaching staff who was leading that coaching staff. That started to fall apart before Kevin Green was gone. But I, I don't think that – I think Dom Capers was the issue there. That whole situation sucked for much longer than it should have. Kevin Green – lives in the mentality of being a tail kicker he just does it's the way his brain works and he coaches guys to be that way i would argue that if you're not going to practice it you need to mentally be practicing practicing it and a lot it needs to be who you are right there are teams that live by that mentality that they are going to get you right yeah that is the baltimore ravens Uh that's the pittsburgh steelers they live in that reality. That is who they are. The Packers are going to see some... some but you need to choose that. That's a choice gonna, they made. They're going to see some good defenses out of the gate. And the reason why defenses tend to be really good is because guys want... don't they, they refuse to let the other side of the ball be successful. Yeah. So that's, to your point, true. So it's, it's a mentality. It's, it's part of the culture. And then you've got, a couple weeks ago, you got Matt LaFleur defending Jay Sternberger and saying, hey or kicking Josh Jones out of practice because, hey, we're not putting guys on the ground. We aren't, we aren't tackling out here. So you got to figure something out because sure. your guys don't look good in game action. 
Now, these are also to the point of some – a lot of these guys aren't going to be on the roster when yeah. the regular season starts. Uh-huh. And a lot of others will say, and in addition to that, we're going to look at – we're going to see sloppy football for the first three to four weeks anyway while these guys get their feet under them because they haven't played all preseason games or preseason. We may not see some of these starters at all. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play a single snap this preseason. I do. I, 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 do. I don't care because – I don't. I have my own opinion on what I think is going to happen week one anyway. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Um, Real quick. So I don't think hit, it's going to be a let's make hit or one break. last topic here with the defense. Let's hit one last topic here, and it's from from Jacob in the chat. Asked uh, or he Which said, Jacob? Hon- honestly, Schaefer? Schaefer. Honestly, I think players are soft because they know each other and they don't want to hurt one another. Maybe I'm wrong, but the Packers need more tenacity and grit. I agree with the last part. I disagree with the other part. I don't give a crap if they know each other. Maybe it's part of it. Like old school mentality football, there was no social media. There wasn't, they didn't, players didn't connect with each other the way that they do They now. didn't like each other. They didn't like each and other. And I enjoyed that part of it. Maybe that's true. There's too I, much, co- you know, sharing jerseys after the game and, maybe and that's picture true. taking. And I don't think that's it as much it's as practicing when it's Aaron and Jones mentality. and his brother and that's family and stuff. That's right. fine. But when you've got, you know, I mean. There is a little too. I, okay. I'll, I'll join you in that there's a little too much love from team to team. Too many Bears players like too many Packers players, and that's a problem for me. Vikings players, same same thing. Too many players on rival teams like each other. Rival teams are rival teams for a reason, and it, and it used to be for a reason, and now it's because of the fan bases. We Packer fans hate Bears fans, but the Bears and the Packers don't care. They're, they're going to go out to dinner with each other before the game, the first game of the season. They're going to hang out with each other before the first game. Hell no. Back in the day, those guys would hate each other. And that's just not a thing anymore. So when you got on the field with, with dudes you hated, you you wanted to punch him in the mouth. Is Dick Butkus still even talking to Luke right now because he's a coach for the Packers? I mean, is, did he's probably, like, disowned. Uh, I don't know. Because it's Dick Butkus. Right, yeah. Uh, well, I don't think that's the – I don't think, Jacob, I don't think that's the full case that. Jacob Westendorf says Jason saw those games in the 50s. He would know. Thank you. That guy knows me very well. He That's does. true. I did. Yeah. I did. I watched some of that hardcore football, and it was amazing. Before Jason Lombardi got old. there, it was very difficult and painful for me, but those glory years were <laughs> a beautiful thing. I was also at the Ice Bowl. I'm one of the 832,000 people who were at the Ice Bowl. There's a, that's a lot of people. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't know the. I didn't know Lambeau Field had that many back then. That's, yeah. They must have shrunk it's it. Jason Wildey's favorite took joke, some away. one of his favorite jokes. Okay, so, Jacob, I don't think that that is the full case, but maybe, a little, maybe that plays in a little bit. Okay, let's move on. What's the next topic? What are we talking about? Rashawn Gary. Rashawn so Gary. a lot of people took exception to his effort. He's been he's played a lot in the first two games of the preseason. He has zero statistics to show for it. No sacks, no tackles. He's dogging it out there. The reports are that he's still learning the defense. Some are saying he's taking it easy on purpose. Why would a rookie take it easy? These are all things that have been thrown out there. I'm just throwing them out there. I'm not saying that's how what I think. Are you concerned? Um, with what sorry. you've seen so far. I want to I want to answer that question. Mostly I'm going to need you to ask it of me again cuz I stopped listening to you. Because in the chat uh Nick says that we sound like old heads. Back in my day, dude, I'm 33. Back in my day was probably back in your day. But the point is I understand what football mentality used to be. Right? I will like, take on all of the old man shrapnel. That's perf- <laughs> perfectly fine. I'm not that old, man. Back in back in my day, football used to be more violent. Well, that's true. It did in the 90s. It was more violent than it is today. But there are some issues you need to point at about the tackling issues in the NFL. Moving on. I don't even know what back in my day is because I watched some 80s football, 90s, 2000s, and now. So what is my day? This is my day right now. I guess your current day is really always your day. But what was the best day? What was your best? If you look back at football, what do you think were the best years of football? January 26, 1997. That's not that long ago, man. It's just not that long ago. Okay. Moving on. What was the question? Ask, ask it again. Rashawn Gary. So I was talking about some of the reactions people had to his effort and his play in this past game. He's played the majority of this, uh, not the majority of, a lot of snaps in the first two preseason games. He has no stats, no sacks, no tackles. He doesn't look good. He's right. not fast. Yeah. He's getting all this love in practice, but it doesn't show up on the, on the field. Are you concerned? He was a 14th overall pick, damn it. No. Are you concerned? No. 12th. No. Actually, was he 12th no. or 14th? No. No, I'm not concerned. Number 12. I'm not concerned because he is what everybody said he is. And that's not always the most positive, but the reality is he can be what many people are saying he can be. There is potential within this dude. He is not ready yet. And okay, yeah, they drafted him really high. Totally understand your point. I, 
I am not surprised or shocked with what Rashawn Gary has done. I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping he would blow some of us away. He's been I, you know solid what? in practice. Real quick, real quick. Hold that thought. Jake Westendorf, I know you're listening. Do me a favor, if you will, either text me or write in the chat the, the arguments about what he did at Michigan versus in the NFL – because it's a different world in yeah. college. And, and yeah. you know, he was triple teamed in college and now he's not and all that. How much validity is there to what we see or how much correlation is there between what we see now in the first two preseason games with Rashawn Gary versus what we saw at Michigan? Shoot me a note or uh, sure. write something in the chat. Okay. Carry on. So I'll say this. I think everybody who has praised Rashawn Gary from practice, Andy Herman, um, any beat writer who has praised him would agree with this statement. Rashawn Gary is big and fast and athletic. He looks very strong. You just got buzzed. Did you say I, what was that? Wrong? Did somebody just ring your doorbell? No, it's the dryer. <laughs> Clothes are clean. Clothes are dry. Uh, he looks strong and fast. He looks very athletic. He also looks out of control. He looks one-dimensional. Well, he can't look out of control if he's dogging it from sideline to sideline. I don't, I don't, really, dogging, I don't really love this when game he gets, speed. When he, gets, when, he hit, when he goes into pass rush, he looks out of control like he doesn't have a plan. That's what I'm talking about. When the, when the ball snaps and he starts to go after it, he doesn't have a plan. And when you don't have a plan, you are out of control. You know why he doesn't have a plan? Because he has one pass rush move, and he needs to add to his repertoire. That's just the way it is. Well, that's going to take time, obviously. Now, Clay Matthews, everyone wants to compare Rashawn to Clay Matthews, and they're both 52, and sure, it was 10 sure, years sure. apart, and there's so many reasons why we should do that. But we shouldn't because they're not the same player. Right. So right. Clay Matthews didn't start when he first came out. and, and But he, he was a playmaker pretty quick. Yeah, he was. But so, Rashawn Gary can become that, though. Right, he can. That's the thing. He can. Things have not looked great today, but wait. Just wait. Just wait until the defense starts to scheme in a way that works for him. And this defensive coaching staff is the type that will do that. Okay? They're not just going to send him out there like, and just say, hey, man, just do your best, buddy. Just do your best. Okay. No, they're going to try to use the skills that that dude has and scheme him into some blitzes, and it's going to work. No, it is going to work. Here's what Jake Westendorf says. Thank you, my brother. He says he plays standing up in the NFL, hand in the dirt at Michigan. His job per the defensive coordinator at University of Michigan was basically strong side run defender and hold the point of attack. Not what he's going to be asked to do in Green Bay. Totally Don new. Brown basically said he built the entire defense around Rashawn Gary, but you don't know that because Rashawn Gary's almost like a Mike Daniels where he does a lot of dirty work that doesn't show up in the stat sheet, but everybody else around him eats. That's why Kenny Clark has become what he's become probably because he had Mike Daniels next to him. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that dynamic plays off this season. So that's, that's basically that right there. You got to give it some time now effort though. Right. You got to put a better effort on tape, son. Uh, Pac-Man uh, Jake makes a good point. Clay isn't as, as, as athletic nobody's as, as Rashawn. athletic as Rashawn Gary. That's but true. But Clay had more in his toolbox when he showed up to work, okay? And I would argue that Rashawn Gary isn't dogging it. He's learning a new position. He probably mentally is playing slow because it's a lot for him to understand. If you're, it's a lot for him but, to pick up. But here's I, – I don't agree with – the reason I don't agree with that is because if I'm out there and I don't know exactly what I'm doing, I do know that I want the ball carrier on the ground. So if I don't sure. know what I'm supposed to okay, do and, yeah, and the ball fair. is in the air or it's handed off – all I'm going to do is try to kill the ball carrier. And he's all not I'm even doing is, that. All I'm saying is you got to give that guy at least half a season to really start evaluating what he's been doing, especially if he's learning something totally new to him. And really, honestly, we got to wait and see what's going to happen a few seasons from now with Rashawn Gary. Now, Nick Perry was a guy. Let's look at the career of Nick Perry as a Green Bay Packer. Flashed sometimes, got hurt a lot, was a big disappointment, right? But there was always like high hopes for him. But how long you did know, it take? You take the mirror. How long did it take until Nick Perry, you were like, I'm done. You know when you I'm take the mirror it. and you play with the sunlight and if you just hit it just right, like, bam, there it is. That was Nick Perry's career. It was like every once in a while you would hit the sun bam. and just hit it perfectly. Here it is. But it was never like a straight, shiny thing. I think uh, Daniel asked if he played Michigan State. No, Michigan. He was, it was at Michigan. It was at U of M. Yeah, it was yeah, at U of Michigan. M. Okay, so. And there is, and, and so um, Persian Scribe says Rashawn's shoulder will not last the season. Mark my words. He does have a shoulder issue. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, so the reason I bring up Nick Perry, though, is because of how long did it take for you to give up on Nick Perry? Uh, I, 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 that was my negative phase of life. Like, I was, I was pretty much done with Nick Perry by about the second or third club hand. 
Oh, okay. It was an annual tradition. Okay, yeah, Nick okay. So, so you're saying club. you're two or three. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It was quick. But it gave, but that's more time than people are giving Rashawn Gary. Slow down. Calm down. Give, well, there's give, one give in, there's one in particular that we can uh we can point to who's who thinks Rashawn Gary is the world's largest uh single biggest mistake in this draft. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Which kind of parlays into our next like thing I that I wanted to talk about, which is fan reactions are just Social top. media is obviously only growing, and I get it. I mean, it's it's a way for us to connect and interact. But man, if it's if it's if you're going strictly off of social media and you didn't watch any game, you literally would not know what the Packers are because half of them think the Packers are terrible yeah. and they're going zero and sixteen, and half of them still think it's fine and they're going to get it together and they're mm-hmm. going to go fourteen two and win the Super Bowl. It's it's already it's already um, meltdown city. Especially on Twitter. But Twitter is like permanent. Actually, um, since a few years ago, Twitter has been permanent meltdown city. That's all that happens on Twitter. And that's what's changed media. And that's why everybody now is. So there was a there was a conversation on, on Twitter between yesterday and today, Saturday and Sunday, about journalism being so tainted. Now, this is really one person. And I don't think this person's a credible source. Right. But it's just an example so tainted and it's it's um completely lowered the standards of journalism because it's not about being objective and reporting what is it's about sensationalism and getting clicks and exciting people so for example andy herman our andy herman she's had tvs attended a lot of practices and he's yep. literally just reporting what he sees right. rashawn gary blows up jason spriggs in a one-on-one drill and says rashawn gary just won a one-on-one rep that's He's just saying what he saw. Like that happened. And some people took exception to the fact that, whoa, it was Jason Spriggs. Why are you reporting on this? You're overinflating Rashawn Gary's accomplishments and his abilities because it was Jason, the turnstile Spriggs. He's not on, even on the team anymore. That's not the point. Yeah. The point is, is sometimes you got to read this and, and realize, and people look inwardly and ask yourself, what is going on in your own life? Right. That you're getting so irritated already okay so about let's not, Packers football let's not spend too much time on no, the topic this is exactly because what I do want to say about. I do want to I do want to agree with you this is exactly but I what feel we're like about, but I feel like giving it too much attention is that it is you know like it goes okay, both okay, I'm so saying it goes this. both ways I saw the chat I saw the conversation you're talking about and it goes beyond that he was complaining about guys like Andy Herman and Bill Huber and beat writer guys as being part of the PR machine for the Green Bay Packers called them Paid PR members. Paid. He mentioned that they were paid. Like, paid by the Packers? Andy Herman is not paid by the Green Bay Packers, okay? And so here's the thing. This is where this is where it ends for me. This is people who are that angry about life, right, that they would get mad when somebody's positive about Rashawn Gary, even though it's been a little up and down, right? Huh? He said one slightly positive thing about Rashawn Gary, and this dude flipped out, right? Here's the thing. If you don't like what you're seeing... You don't have to consume it. Don't right? consume it or don't respond. When I go to a Move sandwich on. shop and I order a sandwich and I don't like that sandwich, you know what I don't do? Continue eating the shitty sandwich and then tweet about it to sound like some genius sandwich connoisseur. Calm the hell down, okay? Nobody cares that you hate Andy Herman and Bill Huber and all of these people. Nobody cares. In fact, when you say things like that, people look at what you say and say to themselves, this is not a person that I value their opinion of at all. Like I don't, nobody values the opinion of a person who attacks somebody directly because they didn't like their thoughts. Here's a way to handle it. You think that Rashawn Gary is not playing very well and that Andy Herman gave him a little too much credit. How about trying this instead? Okay, Rashawn Gary had one good snap in practice. That's great to see, but let's consider who he was playing against. Okay, let's consider the facts about it. And Jason and Spriggs. So let's temper our expectations a little and not get too excited. End of story. You didn't even have to mention Andy Herman and your major point. But people can't do that. You can't allow other people to have a platform and to talk about things that they're talking about and to be happy doing it because you're generally just a very unhappy person in the first place. Put down the sandwich that you think is shitty and find yourself a new sandwich. You know, you can order roast beef instead. There are other places for you to find Packers information. Yeah. Just go find it, man. Get someone if you don't agree with their takes or their 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 approach to it. But don't sit there and tell guys like Nagler and Andy Herman, and in this case, in this conversation, it was Mike Clemens. Mike, yeah, Mike yeah. does an awesome Dude, job. Dude, Mike of, Clemens, to me personally, Mike Clemens is my favorite beat writer. I love listening. Dude's the man. I, so 
I mean, I, I listen to most everything that's out there just because I want to take it. And a lot, and, it. And a lot of it is yep, connected to it. my family of work, so I want to support them too. But Clemens is one where it's like, in particular, I might listen to that one first. When there's, when there's Mike Clemens audio content, which... And you've got someone sitting I'm there li- questioning I'm going and to saying, to you know, sit there questioning and saying like, well, why are you being, why are you blowing smoke and, and sunshine and, and not, you know, being more objective. And, you know, I mean, if there's one person who misses Bob McGinn, it's the guy yeah. that I'm referencing who I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying the name. All right. But it's, it's just, just know, just know you, if you, if you think you sound crazy, you probably do. Matt and called I me on, insightful. I don't know if that was um, and I like on, an actual compliment or, no, <laughs> or sarcasm. I, I on game day, I on game day, I call it, listen, just so you know, if you haven't experienced the season with me yet, I call it like I see it. If somebody's Brandy pathetic, calls for goat yoga. Sorry. I, pathetic, or, pathetic or awful, I'm going to say that was pathetic. Yeah. And when I do, it's that snap. It doesn't mean I think the Packers are pathetic. Right. It, it was doesn't that mean one. I'm not a fan it was anymore. That one. It means that one play was pathetic. It was bad. The Packers are going to look bad at some point this season. Guess what? So are the Patriots. So are the Steelers. So are the Ravens. So are the Cleveland Browns. Okay? So that's just the way it goes. If you want sunshine and rainbows, you know, you might want to consider being careful who you follow because football is a, is a violent game. All right. What's next? What is next? Backup quarterback. This is a I hot topic. About, so I talked about my game balls post where I kind of biffed it and only gave Deshaun Kaiser a lame call because he's the, supposed to be the backup and he has not looked anywhere near capable. I mean, if either one of these two guys or three guys, really, Manny Wilkins, I love you. Go fork him. Okay, um, whatever that Sun is. Devils. Yep. Sun Devils. Sun Devils. ASU. I know. I okay, know. don't ever do that again. I know. There's something you there. You need prayer. I don't know. You need something. Prayer? <laughs> because <laughs> I threw up my school's sign? Yeah. Okay. Dog. <laughs> you need revival. I don't know. Um, none of them are capable of winning a game. So if they're going to go with any of the backup quarterbacks they have on the roster right now, they're not going to do well if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and has to miss games. Everybody will sit here and say, well, duh, of course your team's not going to be as good if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and isn't playing. Sure. That is not the point. Right. Because the point is this. Another ASU connection. The new head coach, Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. All the time. You play to win the game. Every time you play. Yes. You're not going to have the same thing that you have with your starter if your starter is not out there. And Aaron Rodgers happens to be a different type of starter, so you lose... A lot when he's not in there. But twice Aaron Rodgers has missed half the season. Mm -hmm. And both times when he was ready to come back, he was worth coming back. It was worth coming back because they were still fighting for something. They actually still made the postseason in 2013. With shitty quarterback play. Yes. Bad backups. It was bad. They could not have worse handled the preseason. They had Vince Young in camp. They cut him. They brought Seneca Wallace in two minutes before the season started. He gets hurt. Scott Tolzien is playing meaningful snaps. You bring in Matt Flynn halfway through the season. You tie the damn Vikings at Lambeau Field. And you limp your way. And Rodgers comes in and saves the day on fourth and whatever it was in Chicago. And the Packers go to the playoffs. And should have won a playoff game, but they didn't. Thank you, Micah Hyde. But they made it. They had a chance. They were in the playoffs. But... In 2017, they still had a chance, and that was the different story. That was your draftee. That was your draft and develop. Brett Hundley wasn't great, but he won them enough games right. and kept them in it enough so that Rodgers could come back and potentially still have a chance. And Rodgers came back, and he played against the Panthers. Unfortunately, they didn't win that game, and Rodgers probably wasn't totally ready. He didn't have enough zip on the ball. Jimo um, fumbled, and that was a key fumble. It wasn't I, enough. It wasn't. The, but, but they had a chance. But you you – you still need to put the best guy back there. Well, so so yesterday the there was a conversation. Hold uh, on. Alongside that, I just want to hit that okay. point, okay? I'm sorry. I want to hit that point. Aaron Rodgers came back, right, and they missed the playoffs. A better backup, a slightly better backup increases that chance. I'm not saying they need to be world beaters, starting quarterbacks, a slightly better backup. Sorry. We have no visual. Oh. Yeah, we lost our camera. But can you hear us? Yeah, they can hear us. There's just no... Uh, there's no visual, which could be better. It could be better. We actually be better for some of you. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I will work on this. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, so yesterday there was a conversation. I think we're back. Okay. Yesterday there was a conversation on our Facebook page, which we always appreciate. I always appreciate the engagement that we get from our fans. So thank you to those of you who comment. Even if you don't agree with what we're saying, that's fine. 
about the backup quarterback and my good friend Jake Westendorf had some thoughts about backup quarterback and if Aaron Rodgers goes down the Packers are S canned and they don't we don't practice S canned it just is what it is and so why are we even having this conversation because nobody you bring in is better than what they have right now okay there are some options out there I think whether they're necessarily viable or not that might be better the Packers have not gone the true veteran route yep in a long time and I think we're all sick of it I think it's time Josh McCown just came out of retirement to go sure. To and the Eagles. for the for Philadelphia and with the Eagles, I don't know if he would have done the same with the Packers. And there's a, probably a bunch of people who are like, oh, I don't want McCown because he's 55 years old and he's been in the league. I don't care. Fitzpatrick, I don't care. Can they win games? Okay. Here's let me let me. Can they win games? Because if that if they can win games, yes, they are worth bringing in more yeah, than okay. the guys that are here right so, now. So I'm sorry, there was a lot going on with the camera being dumb and me fixing that. Did, did you mentioned okay, so, Jake. So you course, mentioned Jake. Hold on, okay. hold on. Jake wants me to tell everyone. Tom Moore is the one who said we don't practice eft. Everyone, Jake. Everyone knows okay. that. Okay, Jake everyone knows that. Okay, so this is what happened. I posted this thing, and it was choose your backup quarterback. Basically, you know, like let's play a game. Choose your backup quarterback, and I I put up a few pictures. It was it was Jake Cutler. And it was Colin Kaepernick, and then of course the two guys that are in Green Bay right Good now. Good night to the to the chat now. After you just said that yeah, name, I did. I said Jay Cutler, and and most of this was just for the fun of the conversation. So relax, everybody, relax. But I did add the list of the guys from Spot Track that are currently, at least according to Spot Track, available as free agents: Matt Castle, Mark Sanchez, who did retire, but I mean, you said but it's the begin. That is the beginning <laughs> of this conversation. Mark Sanchez, right? But, but Mark Sanchez, uh, butt fumble. Brock Osweiler, Brandon Whedon, uh, Trevin Boykin, and Landry Jones. Landry Jones, of course, just signed a deal with the XFL, and I would bet that he's not able to come back to the NFL. He might not even want to. He probably wants a chance to start. So, anyways, within that comment or that post, we did get a lot of comments, one of them from Jacob Westendorf, who is with us tonight in the chat, Jacob. And I said that I was going to, I was going to address his point. And so what he was saying is that it sucks if Aaron Rodgers goes out that's an overvalued position. That's like the basics, right? Here's the thing. It's not an overvalued position because a team not that far from Green Bay on the East Coast, Philadelphia, won a Super Bowl with their backup quarterback. So what the hell are we talking about that the backup quarterback position is overvalued? That is, you can't say that about the position you know, with the just Giants. a few years ago. A backup quarterback won the Super Bowl. And not only that, Tom Brady, the first time, okay, and he's Tom Brady, so Maybe he, I should, yeah, maybe I should so slow down. Bledsoe. He was a backup when Bledsoe got hurt and came in and won his team the Super Bowl. Speaking so of the 50s. you invest in your backup quarterback and you have opportunity and chance and you increase those chances. And so if it's so undervalued or so overvalued and it's so unimportant, why carry any quarterbacks other than one? Just carry 12. Save a roster spot. Bring yourself an extra receiver. Don't carry any quarter backup quarterbacks because it's an unimportant position. If you're totally screwed when Rodgers goes down, just sign one when he goes down. Speaking don't carry of, one. I think it's just a silly. And Jacob is a genius. I think he's a super smart guy. I don't think he really believes what he wrote because it's yes, a silly. It's a silly stance. No, it's no, no, silly. no, no. It's being we're we're probably it's the the context. Sorry, I is, got heated. No, I, I mean you got fired up. The context is not um, is is not what it was meant to be. And I fortunately. I'm going to get a chance to chat directly with him about this. He said he's going to go cry. <laughs> we're going to work because Jake, Jake and I are going to do pulse of the pack soon. And we'll talk about this on that show. Yeah. Cause I, I, I think I know where Jake's coming from and, and we're not, we're not addressing it the right way. Also another Jake at seeds of Jake put a video up on Twitter about why the Packers should not want Josh McCown. Go check that out. For those of you who do want Josh McCown, Go watch that. He actually does some good film work. He can say, I'm assuming okay. that's who he can that say, is in the chat. He can so. say whatever he wants. Put that film work next to Deshaun Kaiser's film work, and I still want Josh McCown okay, that's because fine. it's trash. What they have right now is so inconsistent, and it's been years of watching that same inconsistency because this team thinks that they can develop the next quarterback or, or, or a solid backup. But now I have an even bigger, more important and concerning question about this Packers team. Do they struggle to evaluate the quarterback position? Because they really believed in Deshaun Kaiser before he got drafted. They believed in him enough to trade for him. And they believed in Brett Hundley. And that turned into a train wreck. Does this team struggle to evaluate the quarterback position? I don't know because um, there isn't much out there. So they're basically saying 
they're actually they're actually supporting what Jacob was saying. We don't think there's anything better out there than what they Brian Gutekunst is not afraid to make a move. Right. So he would have made a move by now if they felt like they had something better out there. I think they're like, we can be patient. We expect Aaron Rodgers to play. If he's not going to play, our chances are diminished anyway. I'm feeding right into what Jacob said. You know, so in terms of what I think the team might be, take their approach might be on it. And that's fine. Then why? And I don't think that, listen, I'm not carry one. Why carry one? No, no, no. Because if he gets, if he has to come out because he, you know, broke a, fingernail or something you got to have someone throwing the right. ball and, and you don't have Jordy Nelson or Randall Cobb who are your emergency break in case glass in case of emergency quarterbacks on the roster anymore right. or Coon. you know what if it's so John Coon was an emergency but quarterback, if it's so unimportant that if, if 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 you're so screwed as soon as Rodgers gets hurt play the freaking wing tee and move on don't carry a second quarterback because it's a wasted roster spot. If you're screwed when Rodgers gets hurt, don't waste a roster spot. And especially, especially two guys. Now, I actually kind of like Tim Boyle. But two guys that so far have shown they're not really developing the way you thought they What were. do you like about Tim Boyle? I like that Tim – well, really, what I like about Tim Boyle is from last preseason because this one has not really been fantastic. He's made some throws. He actually made yeah. a couple today in practice. He can – He's, he can move Tim the ball. He can get the pro- ball to move Tim Boyle's downfield. a project. I want him at least on the practice squad. But I don't know if he's eligible because he was on the roster all honest, of last though, year. If, if you're going to keep Deshaun Kaiser or Tim Boyle, is one really that is Deshaun Kaiser that much better than Tim Boyle? No, not right now. They're both a project, right? No, not right now. If they're keeping Deshaun Kaiser, it's about the investment and what they gave up, and what they perceive that they gave up. Whether you agree with it or not, whether you think Demarius Randall's worth a crap or not, they might perceive that what they gave up is worth hanging on and, and trying to make it work. I like that last year when Tim Boyle came out in the preseason, he was able to move the ball down the field, even late in a game, right? And that's like the toughest time in preseason to move the ball because you're playing with a lot of scrubs. And even though you're playing against a lot of scrubs, it's sloppy football. It's tough to move the ball, and he's still able to do it. He new can make some throws. New offense, new coach, very young, very green quarterback. Right. If, so you, want I, to, if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, that's the Tim Boyle benefit of the doubt. Ty statement. Summers was a quarterback. There's your emergency. There's your emergency. Don't carry a backup. You got Ty Summers. Ty Summers playing quarterback <laughs> is almost the equivalent of somebody realizing halfway through their baseball playing career that they're left-handed and they've been hitting righty the whole time. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, I'm not exactly sure, you know, <laughs> that we unlock the Kraken that is Ty Summers and put a, uh, you know, a red jersey on him. Right. Okay. We got to take some questions because we're getting towards the end of the show. All right. So now you may come with your questions in any and all topics of any and all shapes and sizes. Right, bring Trent, it. We, please, we ignored you a lot. Please now keep sure. it clean in the chat, though, yeah. if anybody has any questions. Hey, and good we news. A, the, the crowd was very good listeners tonight. They, they were. stuck in with us. Uh, the video is still working, so we didn't totally break it. Just, no, I know. I don't so, know what happened there. That's a total win. Total I think win. in one of your rants, the volume got so high, it actually did. I think I punched the Probably. cord in my rage, and I broke the camera. So, uh, let's see. How in the world didn't they just move Randall to safety? Uh, I think that with Randall, with Randall, it was more than just a position issue. And then keep Taysom Hill. Uh, I don't disagree on Who the Taysom. I don't Taysom disagree Hill on now. the Taysom Hill thing, but I think a lot of people agree with that. Although that happened and it's over, and we can't really go back and fix that. The question about Randall has more to do with his personality and how he fit in the locker room. Because, yeah, sure, he could have played safety. And I think the Packers did make a mistake moving him to corner. I think they were desperate, and they picked a guy that they thought could switch to corner. They were desperate to make that happen because the corner position sucked. They shouldn't have done it. But at the end, when they traded him, he needed to go. Yeah, He was not a fit in Green Bay. He needed to go. J.K. Scott is doing great. I don't know. He's okay. I don't not hate him. Yeah, honestly, J.K. Scott hate, did I don't great. hate him. I don't hate him. That's I miss, good. I miss That's good. There. Uh, J.K. Scott did well last preseason, but – What's important in the in, in where we're really going to see if he's doing well is when he gets cold. He did not do so well when it got cold. Does last Darius Shepard make this team? I think he does. I think he does too. I'm not I'm not 100 percent convinced, but that's my pick. Like if I if I was the one choosing, I'd put Darius Shepard on the roster. I would. Does do that. Josh Jones still get traded? Possible. It's possible. <laughs> Curtis. Yeah, Bolton, because because I think, you've got the secondaries in decent shape. They've got the depth, and Curtis Bolton and James Crawford being okay at inside linebacker, and Oren Burks not being as hurt makes yeah. Josh Jones still a little bit more. I, I think that the, I think it's more possible now than it ever was before because they're not they he's sunk on the depth chart. The 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 chances that he's getting in practices have lessened. He's not he's not playing a lot in games. He has sunk on the depth chart, and so his value in Green Bay for the Packers is pretty low. That means, though, that if they did trade him, they're not they're not going to get a ton for him. I think there was a train wreck in your living room Probably, just now. Probably, yeah. 
Okay. Big thump. Big thump. Josh Jackson, in all caps. Has he progressed? Should I read that? How you should read all caps? No, it just says, has Josh Jackson progressed? I don't know anything about what he's done. Uh, Well, that's because he's been hurt. Uh, and he's finally back, but it's just been a slow go getting him started. I'm not real. I I am not real convinced that Josh Jackson is going to be great. No, and that sucks. I like I like Josh Jackson. I like uh, some of those interceptions he had in college were fantastic. However, he does look a little slow on the NFL level. Has a hard time sticking with guys man to man, which man to man was his strength coming into the NFL. He was a man to man corner, but he seems a little slow, and I just he hasn't really worked on the outside. So I don't know. Old buddy in the in the chat's got some great questions. He's firing at him. All right. And uh, in a major league quick way, um, has anyone played themselves onto or off the roster so far? So far, onto the roster right now, I would have to say your top candidates are Curtis Bolton and Darius Shepard. For yep. guys that for guys that have come out of nowhere and that had to play themselves onto the roster. Yeah, those two doing, guys. And then probably. off the roster, Jamon Moore. Yeah, Jamon Moore. And, and Josh Jones. I don't think Josh Jones has done anything to solidify a spot on the well, he hasn't. Three. He hasn't really played. And the but thing, he's, but that's thought, the thing. He's practicing. But that's my thought. My thought, though, is that him not playing could be the team's way of saying, hey, we know we're keeping him and we want to keep him safe or we don't want him to get hurt. Maybe. Doubt it. Doubt that that's the, the reason. running backs are not catching low yardage passes, mainly on screens. What gives? When you say uh, Brandy, yes, um, not catching. Were they dropping or are we saying that they were? I'm sorry. They what was, run, the, what was the question? Coming. The running backs were not catching low yardage passes, mainly on screens. What gives? Did he dro- have drops? I, I think there were a couple of. Uh, there's more than just the running backs not catching the ball. There's, there were inaccuracy issues, like the ball was just off. Defense standing. Well, right. like, Boyle just, fumbled a snap on yeah. the on the handoff too, so that was. It part was of just it. really Brandy chalk it up to really sloppy football from everyone, not just that one position in that moment, but like everyone on the field sucked in that very moment of football, pretty much. And by that I mean the whole freaking game. They all sucked. Okay, Who are you most excited that. to see play on the office in the regular season? I don't know what that Offense means. in the regular season. Who are you most no, excited it says on the office? She, they, they mean offense, clearly. Well, I'm excited to see um, Dwight Schrute on the office. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah. 100%. <laughs> you know, no, you know, I, ball I mean, I'm excited to see Aaron Jones. I'm still excited to see Aaron Jones. I, I'm concerned that he's not going to stay healthy, but my offensive guy that I'm most excited to see this year is Aaron Jones and what Matt LaFleur plans to do with him this year. Mine is Elton Jenkins. And Ooh. Cole Madison. I, you know what? I like Elton Jenkins. I don't think Cole Madison's doing much this year. I don't think he's going to play too much. If he does, I just that's want bad, to know because it seems bad, like bad Jenkins, is, Jenkins is going to eventually move Lane Taylor along. And I, uh, and I then think Jenkins on the right wins hands, the starting role. And then right the, away. And then on the well, that's fine. I, it, that's best case scenario. But yeah. if he does, that means he's on the left. He's on the left side though. Yeah, not on the right. The right side's still going to be Billy Hunter and Belaga at right tackle. I, At least for this season. So Brett says Lazard is a bad man, and Pac-Man Jake says I don't think Allen makes it. Uh, Alan, Lazard, Alan Lazard, I agree. I don't think no, he makes the yeah, team. I like squad. him, but he think I think he ends up on the practice squad, and maybe next season he gets a real shot. At is Rodgers emotionally capable of embracing the checkdown throw? He better damn well be this season. If he doesn't, I you're going to see some serious negative. Well, it's a key me. part of Matt Lafleur's offense, so he's going to have to freaking figure it out. Although I will say this to his credit. In practice, there has been a lot of times that he's thrown to the fullback, which I love so, so, so yeah, very much. Yeah, but that fullback is injured right now. I know, I know. It's, which, Bo- um, it's Bohannon. They went now, and it's not they went, Yeah, they, they went and got Bohannon, which I thought about. Have you ever watched Hell on Wheels? No. I thought about getting a Bohannon clip from Hell on Wheels. That would have been awesome, but then I was lazy and didn't do it. So uh, Bohannon, which did not impress, but nobody impressed last Thursday, so I don't think it's fair to say he sucks. Besides, he, he you know he's played, he's played some football – uh, in a similar offense, doing the similar things in Jacksonville. So, who's what? our touchdown hawk this season? It's Devontae Adams. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Tay Adams. Devontae is going to lead the offense in touchdowns. The to, no question, he's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a good year. Persian Scribe says Lane Taylor might get cut because he does not fit the outside zone scheme at all. I do not want Lane Taylor off this roster. I want him I, on it. I don't. He doesn't have to start, but I don't want him. He's cut. right. I don't he want. He doesn't cut. fit the, I don't want, the I don't, outside zone. I don't scheme. want him cut. But I don't want him cut. He's a great backup. If if Lane Taylor comes in because you have an injury and he's got to come fill in, I am happy with that situation. Evernight 2020. Will the next quarterback drafted be views, viewed as Rodgers' eventual replacement? Yes, because it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. The Packers are going to somehow figure out a way to make this happen because, spoiler alert, if they don't, I am going to absolutely melt down and lose it on are this gonna show. Are you going to cry? There's going to be a lot of emotions. You're talking about the kid from Clemson, negative. right? Yes. Yes. That kid looks like a stud. He just is a stud, man. So I don't know what season I, we have to tank to get him. It might be next year. I think it'll be this next draft. Not no 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 this no no no. He 
This is his sophomore season. He's got to oh, okay, play at least okay. this year and next no, year. I thought, he was, I thought he was going into his junior he's year. He's a freshman. He was a freshman last year. Yeah, a true freshman. Holy crap. Yeah, so it's this year okay. and next year. Yeah, I want whatever. Win the championship this yeah. year. Tank next year. Right. Newsflash. They're not winning the championship this year. Push the down lever for Trevor. Tony Mandrich versus That's Derek. Terrible. I probably shouldn't read this question from O'Buddy. Tony Mandrich versus Derek Sherrod. Who blocks more out of 20 snaps? <laughs> <laughs> well, Derek Sherrod probably broke How his ankle. How many more years does Crosby snap, so. realistically have? This is a good question because Ficken got some good good snaps and opportunities. I'm still not convinced the Packers want Crosby, Crosby to be the kicker. Crosby is the kicker this year unless somebody moves on from a very good kicker at the end of camp. And that will only happen if somebody's making well, too much money. Apparently, everybody wanted this, you know, uh, whatever the guy is. The, who, uh, the, the, the guy that went to Minnesota. The dual kicker for the Vikings. Sure, whatever. I, I'm not... If somebody gets cut because they because they're making too much money, that's the only chance the Packers are moving on from Mason Crosby this year. However, I will say, I'm going to give him like years with the Packers. I'll give him two tops. I think the Packers are ready to to, to do something different. I mean, okay. they were in on that dude. They were in on that. The Packers. It's not that fans wanted that guy that went to Minnesota. The Packers were in on that. They tried to make that happen for a reason. They're ready to move on. Uh, Pac-Man Jake says he thinks Mason has about five. That is a lot. Five is a lot. I don't think it's going to be quite that much. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. How much do you think Vitaly will be utilized this season? If, uh, it's up to the quarterback a lot. Cause they like him. Yep. They do like him. They do like Vitaly. And I think it's going to be a lot. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Where and is Jason sitting for the Panthers game on November 10th? Can we talk Jeremy into join Jin to joining two? Uh, well, if that happens, then we have no show at the watershed that week. I'm okay with that. I listen. You can talk me. Okay. Into well, it. then you got to come to the Panthers game, uh, Jake. I don't know, but I'm telling you right now, I am not sitting in a corner, and I'm going full ticket snob, and I only sit between the 30s and the lower bowl. Jake, I will sit with you wherever you want to sit. No, but Jake C is very successful right now. And so he's going to treat himself after having welcomed a brand new beautiful baby into this world just a few months prior okay. to nice seats. So I do want to say, you can persuade me and I'll help you out. This is how you do it. I cannot, I have a baby coming in a month. Okay. So first of all, I'd have to convince my wife. That would be really hard. However, I could do that if you go to patreon.com backslash Cheesehead TV live and you support the show. Hey, with enough support from you guys, I could go to the Packer game in November. No, and who knows? no, no, no. Don't maybe, make it about that. Maybe maybe we do have a see, show in Green Bay. Do maybe. you see this? Do you see this here? Right, right. here? This empty space? This? That's why. We, we need s- green screen or something more fun back We need here something than- up here. And the way that that's going to happen is with your support. We need a little more support for the show, and that will help us to buy cooler stuff to show you on the show. But if you want to see us both in Green Bay in November, you could do that too. Just let us know. We'll, we'll do whatever you want. Just... Hit up Patreon, patreon.com, okay, last slash qu- last, TV Live. Okay, last question of the night before we sign off here. Is 10 and 6 crazy this year, guys? Hit with the hard honesty. I don't think it's crazy. No. Um, but I do think after what I've seen so far, I think the calls for uh, a very conservative 9 and 7 are more validated. I can see it. I, I can see 9 think. and 7 happening. I can see 10 wins, and I'm okay to say 10 wins. I don't think, and I hate to say this right now because there's a lot of time left, today at this moment, and I might change my mind, I don't think the Packers make the playoffs this year. I think that's okay. First-year coach, there's a lot that's changing. There's a lot they need to get figured out. I don't think they make the playoffs this year. Ten wins could happen. I think it might be a little less than that. And I think they barely missed the playoffs. And I think Jason has talked to me about this. I, I, we've talked for a little while about it. Do you want to share your prediction on that, or do you want to hold it? Do you want to hold that? <laughs> I'll, I'll say You already teased it, so I'm going right. to say it because, you know. All okay. right. Because somebody was asking about what I was talking about earlier with week one. Um, I, I don't think week one is going to – I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I don't think it's going to turn out the way we want it to in the end. Um, I think that the Packers this season, because they have a new coach, the way they've played, all the different factors, and for whatever reason, it's just my Nostradamus thing take coming to me for reasons. The only reason I can think of is just my gut feeling is that the Packers are going to – I don't know what's going to happen the first 12 games, but the Packers for the last four weeks of the season, the last four games this season, are going to be the best team in the NFL. They are going to look rock solid. Love it. And miss the playoffs. Hate that. And – we are going to be so frustrated because they're going to be the most dangerous team in the NFL. They don't make the playoffs because they didn't win enough games earlier in the season. 
and we're going to be talking about a monster 2020. Sean McVay did. Sean McVay did. I'm assuming you're saying Sean McVay made it to the playoffs. So yeah, here's he did. the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't think they won't. Great they for him. It's not a common occurrence. It's okay to say that the team might miss the playoffs this year. I, 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 don't, I don't want them to miss the playoffs. I'm tired of watching shitty football, and I'm tired of us not covering games in the playoffs. Jason and I have not covered a football game in the playoffs together. That has not happened. Because the time that we've been doing this show and doing it over at the Watershed, which this is, what, our third year? Yeah, but both seasons have been terrible. The first, the first two bad. seasons have been terrible, and we don't want to watch that anymore. However, it takes time for our new coaching staff to get their crap together, to get their team running the way they want it to. This team might not be fully built the way that Matt LaFleur wants his team to look yet either, so there's going to be some more changes next offseason. I think it's fair to say they won't make it. I think that's the the the. Packers are End be, of the show. The Packers are going to be fun this season. They're going to be fun to watch, but they're going to get hot too late, and it's it's going to be they're going to come up too short. Yep. All right, everybody, you all know where to follow us and find the show. Thanks so much for listening and tuning in. No, we're not Nagler and Banky for the eighty billionth time. This is Cheesehead TV Live. We have had a blast doing this. Ticket King for all of your Wisconsin sporting events, especially your Packers games, because you need that secondary market if you're going to go to That's a right. game at Lambeau Field. Again, those of you who are going to be at the fourth preseason game, let me know. I may – or actually, I, wish I should be in the house. We'll be in the house. And uh, any parting thoughts? Any final thoughts? Don't miss out on the – or not potential, the soon-to-be giveaway for the uh, Blake Martinez 8x10. We're going to be giving away an autographed 8x10 uh, as the season draws nearer. So join the Facebook group. That is facebook.com backslash groups backslash Cheesehead TV Live. Actually, I said that wrong, and I think I said it wrong earlier. Backslash CHTV. Life. So all the people who bailed on us because we're not Nagler and Banky now are going uh, are going to the wrong. Uh, That's okay, whatever. That probably doesn't exist. So Facebook.com backslash groups backslash CHTV Live. Too much beer, half a beer is too many beers. All right, and that's it. As Twitter, always, Jason Perone, CHTV Live. Don't follow me. That's it, Jason. Say what you're gonna say. As always, go pack, go. Thanks so much for following Cheesehead TV Live. Thank you for listening to Cheesehead TV Live. Check out CheeseheadTV.com for more great Packers content.